This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live once again, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. It is Tuesday, March 15th. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside a man who has a, quote, smooth shot on the basketball court, Jerem Jordan. Yeah, someone tweeted this. Uh, They were surprised that I had a how smooth my jumper was playing a couple years ago. Oh, Matthew Best. I've never seen Spencer play, but a few years ago we faced up against Jerem in a Jimmer fundraising game. It was at the Provo Rec Center. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was surprised how smooth his shot was. I would not describe my shot as smooth at all. (laughs) Like, not not at all. Uh, But I, I can get going. Yeah, yeah. I'm not afraid to miss. That's That's... That, like, trigger in your head that's like, hey, you should probably stop shooting. I don't have that. You don't have that's that? That's not a problem for me. You're the unconscious black hole shooter sometimes? No. I'm irrationally confident, <laughs> as Bill Simmons. <laughs> no, it's fun. I, I like competing. I like playing uh, basketball in the morning, yeah. Think, getting after it lately. Do you think Sean Marion cares at all that people may I'm poke fun at his shot? Sean Marion right after I'm just saying, if it goes that, in, who cares? That is way over here. If it goes in, who cares, right? No, it's got to have some semblance of form. <laughs> It's not the prettiest shot. I'll tell you the pickup shooter that I played with, uh, who who isn't like D one, mm-hmm. could have played D one. Maybe he did somewhere. I don't know exactly know. Cody Figure, assistant coach for BYU, beautiful shot. It's like the greatest yes. pickup shooter I've ever played yes. with. He's got that a isn't shot. like Mike Hall who yeah. played at BYU. He's amazing. Seriously, Good. like seventy percent, just in transition, bang. Oh my goodness, that's like it's like Jimmer style in pickup basketball. Yeah. Yeah. 70%? No, seriously. I'm, I'm not kidding. Holy cow. Let me tell you the other pickup player I played with at BYU who was incredible. Ziggy Ansah. Ziggy threw down hard, like <laughs> in an intramural game against him. This is before he's anything on the football okay. team. Okay. He was, I knew Ziggy as that dude from Ghana who plays a lot of pickup in the Richards building. That's who he was to me. So when he walks across the stage as the fifth pick in the draft, I'm like, this is awesome. Still waiting for that Disney movie, by the way. One time on the way to Las Vegas when we used to drive uh, for the tournament. Now we're like, we want to fly. Uh, we're so we, high maintenance. We, I know. No, we're not. We're working <laughs> BYU. We, ca- we cast the entire Disney Ziggy Ansa story. Yes, we did it for I have it on Hollywood. My phone. We did it for Hollywood. We I still have, have the cast. On my phone. It's going to stay here. Let's go. Until we're asked about that. Make it. Let's make it happen. They they did million dollar arm on the two cricket players who like were were like signed by major league teams for and the, like minor and the blind league. side. What blind side? He actually makes it right and starts in the NFL. That's cool. Ziggy had the most sacks in a season in Mom, the NFL. The story needs to. Where be is this on Disney told Plus? On Disney Plus. Yes. Come on. Here's your show lineup. More movie features or not? We do feature Mark Pope, the head coach of BYU basketball, and his thoughts now that he's had a few days to process BYU's number two seed and match up with Long Beach State in the NIT. What type of BYU team do we anticipate will show up? More importantly, what type of team does head coach Mark Pope expect to show up? National champion Courtney Wayment is on the show as well. All she does is win national championships, Jerem. And we've got some football schedule news. Why all BYU football fans should feel optimistic about this upcoming schedule and season. Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. The 2022 BYU football schedule is officially out. Notably, Utah State moved from a Friday to Thursday, and East Carolina moved to a Friday. Okay. Break it all down coming up in what's trending. 
BYU football spring practice continues. And wouldn't you know it, our good friends Dave McCann and Blaine Fowler have the latest recap for us from spring practice. Another day of practice observation here at spring practice. And today, we kept our eye on the big boys, the mountain men up front in that offensive line. Yeah, and, and you'll remember that BYU had significant injuries along the offensive front last year, and and young guys had to play. Right. And so as we're isolating on the offensive line today at practice, we're watching those young guys with all that experience are back. They're so bigger and stronger and faster. You're making a list because you like to make lists. Yep. We, we rolled out the D-line list last right, week. Right. All right, so the offensive line list, you're talking 10 deep? Yeah, and, and this is this is guys that have had significant starting experience. And last year that wasn't the case. Young guys had to play. Experienced guys went down. Now experienced guys are back. The young guys are back experienced. And, and this looks like a team that may be as deep and as big and as physical as any in the country. So so here we go. I'm making my list as All I was right. watching. Roll it out. And, and names people are going to go, whoa, I forgot he was back. Joe Tukuafu yeah. back. Sally Apaka is back. He looks huge. He looks huge. He was a starter two years ago and looks great. Blake Freeland, both Barringtons, Clark and Campbell, Connor Pay, Harris Lachance, Kingsley Suamatea, and Braden Kime. All linemen that I watched out there today that have significant starting experience, it gives BYU depth and it will really help that run game. What does it mean for Christopher Brooks, who comes here from Cal? He's got to fill Tyler Algier's shoes, and he looks at that line. Yeah, th this offensive line, and they focused on the run game in practice today. Looked phenomenal out there. Lots of backs with lots of big holes to run through. Who won the backup quarterback battle today? It's it's hard to say. I, I thought that, that Cade looked good today. Cade Finnegan. And so I think Finnegan looked, maybe he won the day. It goes back and forth from day to day. Yeah, as do we all. And we'll be back at the next media observation later in the week. For Blaine Fowler, I'm Dave McCann. Back to you. The dudes watching some football and breaking it down. Let's go. I Spring football. Hey, you know what? They might make it just the third most popular sport on campus again with those reports. The interest level is really high, though. That's, yeah. Baseball plays at Utah tonight, 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. It's the first of a three-game series throughout the season. We expect several victories, if not three, given how you always trade against the Pac-12. Please, more domination over the Pac-12. BYU softball. Hey, how about this? They have a home game. <laughs> and a little earlier this season than last season. Their home opener tonight, 7 Eastern, against the Maine Black Bears. BYU a heavy favorite. The Bears have won just two games. Cougars? Very much on the opposite end. They have been rolling through the early part of the season, including a win against Ball State last Saturday. BYU on the cusp of getting back in the rankings once again. Sadie Miner Van Tassel of Gymnastics won her ninth straight MRGC Gymnast of the Week. She's awesome. So was Vault Specialist and Floor Specialist of the Week. Brittany Vitkowskis won Floor Specialist, and Anissa Alvarado won the Bar Specialist as well. Bartosz Slavinsky. Nailed it. The setter of the week for the... What is this, the MRG, sorry, the MPSF? The Federation. The Federation. Sounds like Star Trek. <laughs> you can't help but think about Star Trek whenever you say the Federation. Well, and mixed Romanus. Now we're calling him the Romulan. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Valism. Hey, Bartosh, uh, following wins against Concordia, Concordia uh, Irvine this weekend, National Setter of the Week. Between two games, 82 assists, Jeremy. It was nice to see him kind of take a leap because – it's been a rough go for Bartosh and BYU Volleyball. It helps to play Concordia. This is true. That's, that's Though I thought Concordia was going to be better. So I'm glad to see BYU dominated they Concordia. Ron Howard voice. They weren't. Yeah. And this is from off the block. Jackson Clough is a non-roster invitee to the Washington National Spring Training. 
He was drafted in 2019. He's been as high as double-A so far. Good luck to Jack. Tom Holmo, named one of five nominees for the Athletic Director of the Year by the Sports Business Journal. Okay. The official award will be announced and given out in New York City on May 18th. New York City? Tom began as athletic director at BYU all the way back on March 1st, 2005. Remember when he hired Bronco Mendenhall and hired Dave Rose? Pretty good hires, right? And Yoli Childs had another double-double, 20 points and 11 rebounds, but 9 of 12 from the field for the Salt Lake City Stars. Matt Harms in Germany, in Deutschland, had 22 points, 4 boards for the Frankfurt Skyliners. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. What's Trending presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. We focus on football schedule shenanigans and growing optimism because Bill Connolly, the dude who loves to break down football offseason metrics, just posted that BYU of any team in the entire country at the Division I college football level returns the second most production. This is a team that won 10 games last year. So we know the schedule with BYU returning the second most production in college football. Should the Cougars win 10 plus for a third straight year? Jerem, let's look at the schedule game by game, and then we will make our prediction, if you will, on if the Cougars should win 10 plus for a third straight year. It starts on Saturday, September 3rd in Tampa at USF. Hi, Tom. Yeah, exactly. Hello, Tom Brady, who will still be playing in that same stadium. Raymond James Stadium to kick off the season. Then BYU on September 10th will host Baylor in a vengeance match, followed by a road trip to Oregon on September 17th. And then the first four games close out with a home game against the Cowboys of Wyoming. All right? So we're 5-0. Th- 5-0? and 5-0? Oh. <laughs> okay. 4-0. Oh. Four, four oh. I was going to say, you're jumping the gun on you. You say Utah State's a win. They're going to play Coastal oh. Carolina midweek, one of those. Okay. Utah State on September 29th. Now, that's an interesting date, Jerem, September 29th. Yes, it is. Somebody's birthday. But, yeah, it did move to uh, a Thursday. So, it's not a Friday night game, conference weekend. It's a Thursday night. I kind of like that change. Extra long weekend, baby. Especially when you consider that BYU now will have a long weekend and nine days to prepare for a neutral side showdown at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas against Notre Dame on Saturday, October 8th. Heard of them. A week after that, BYU returns back to Lavelle Edwards Stadium to host Arkansas on October 15th. That should be no gimme. Then BYU makes the trip to Lynchburg, Virginia. Thankfully, Malik Willis is not the quarterback there anymore. He might be on my Seahawks. Okay. (laughs) October 22nd at Liberty. BYU back for a Friday night contest against East Carolina in late October. So, yeah, that's just screaming ESPN, right? ESPN 2. So uh, that'll be good. That'll be the Halloween game. It's fitting that it's the the Pirates. Yarr. At Boise State, so BYU will have some more time, eight days off before they make the trip to the Boise Blue on November 5th. That'll carry some significance because that series is not continuing when BYU goes into the Big 12. At Utah Tech, still looks super weird to me. Yeah. It's not Dixie State anymore. It is officially Utah Tech, the Trailblazers, on November 19th for Senior Day. And then at Stanford, the return the Houston of Houston Haymuli to his former teammates. Yeah. Jerem, game by game, 12 games. Five power well, fives. Well, yeah. Some balance there, though, with some power fives at home and a neutral side game against Notre Dame. Should BYU win 10-plus for a third straight year? Should? No. BYU shouldn't. The schedule is 
The schedule's too hard. No, I'm just kidding. But I'm, Bill Connolly I'm, says that they had the second most returning production. Counter. Last year, BYU had one of the fewest, uh, you know, um, uh, percentage of experience coming back and still won 10. So it doesn't necessarily equate to uh, that, although it makes sense that if you won 10 and you return second most, that you would be in the running for 10. Here's the thing with uh, this schedule. There are fewer Pac-12 teams, so they're harder God, games. Dang it. <laughs> That's that's the reality of this. Only is one. You have, you have two, right? At Oregon and at Stanford. Oh yeah, at Stanford. I forgot Stanford was Stanford's part of the Pac-12. The Pac-12. They're still there. Still in the Pac-12. We just uh, <laughs> we just got that information. Um, even though they've stunk better. the last couple of years, but they did beat Oregon. That's the irony of that last year. Um, yeah, this schedule is harder because Baylor, uh, incredible team, Big Twelve champs. At Oregon, I know they were down, new head coach. Still Oregon. The brand's strong, right? Who knows what? Bo Nix, like. the they, quarterback from Auburn at they, Oregon. Now. They could be legit. They could also be mediocre. Who knows? But they could be legit. Notre Dame and Vegas is going to be the hardest game on the schedule. Arkansas finished as a top 25 team. They run the ball extremely well. Good defense. And then uh, at Stanford, it's a total, totally winnable game. At Boise State, it's a tough game as well. Um, th- these are Utah State was really good last year, 111. This schedule is tougher than last year's despite having f- two fewer power fives. Because last year, BYU beat up on the Pac-12, and the Pac-12 was down. And to BYU's credit, they took care of business. It was great. But uh, I do not expect 10 wins with that schedule. I would love uh, at least eight in the regular season. That'd be great. I expect nine. And with the caveat of, hey, go to a bowl game, then BYU will have a shot to win 10 games in the bowl game. Jaron Hall, because BYU returns their quarterback and just a number of weapons on offense – and that offensive line, I mean, man, the way we're hyping that offensive lineup, <laughs> I'm getting to the point where it's like, okay, I hope they perform because we all feel really good about what BYU brings back on the offensive line and experience and bodies, and that opens up the playmakers, right? You give Jaron Hall some time to throw to the likes of Puka Nakua and Gunnar Romney and Keanu Hill, and hopefully Isaac Rex is healthy, Yeah, Dallin Holker, Christopher Brooks to transfer from Cal, like he's running behind that line. I just don't. I don't see why I shouldn't expect BYU to win nine games on that schedule. In the regular season. Yeah, nine and three. My one big question mark is, okay, no Tyler Algier, who had the greatest rushing season in BYU history. What's what's that going to be like? Because Tyler Algier won the Utah State game and the Washington State game behind that offensive line. Like, if he doesn't have a great game, BYU doesn't win those games. So can Christopher Brooks do that? Can Lopini combine? Can he combine with Lopini Katoa and Jackson McChesney and Miles Davis and is Houston Haymuli going to be a legit fullback like we think so? Yeah, that's that's my question mark. I I love all those guys you mentioned. I I'm really excited about Christopher Brooks and you know super senior Lopini Katoa and whatnot. And we haven't seen Miles Davis a ton. Mm-hmm. And then offensive line. And maybe the O line is better, and so the running back doesn't have to be as good. Okay. Um. Who who knows? But, yeah, the BYU defense has got to play better. Yeah, there's some tougher games there. Um, I, yeah, I see at least three losses in the regular season like you. Maybe a fourth. I'm always going to expect one that just like I didn't expect that, and it happens. It's, it's football. I also expect a win that I didn't expect to maybe happen as well. Offset it. Yes. Um, we'll, see, we'll see what it is. But it's going to be a fun season because it's the last one as an indie. So it's like, all right, 
What do we plan for? Just whatever, because we're going to the Big 12 next year. <laughs> I tell you what we're going to do, do during the break. We're going to do what we always do. We're going to go game by game and be like, yes, no, or maybe. We have five hours a week to <laughs> fill. Why don't we just do this on the air? Okay. <laughs> we probably will do that as well. Our question of the day. With BYU football returning the second most production in college football, that stat courtesy of Bill Connolly of ESPN, should the Cougars win 10-plus for a third straight year? Emphasis on should. <laughs> Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Nathan Crook answers on Facebook. Crook? I'm a poet, and I didn't even know it. Nice. Hard to say for sure with how tough this schedule is again, but that was the thought going into last year. Yep. With how much offense yep. BYU brings back, they shouldn't have trouble scoring big. Do we think the defense is going to take the next step and be better than the defense performed last year? Because if that's the that's, case, that's the hope. Yeah. Then absolutely, yeah. we're leaning towards I, nine, maybe ten wins. I mean, we hope the offense can match what they did last year. I'm not expecting it to be better because no Tyler Algier. Do you think the passing oh. game will be better it's to a, compensate it's, for some of the rushing yards that would be lost with the loss yeah, of Tyler Algier? Perhaps. That's the hope. Jaron Hall was amazing. Like, we just lost the second pick in the draft, and Jaron Hall, he didn't equal what Zach did, but he had a great year. For, and like he played three huge games injured. Yes. And won two of those. BYU beat Utah. BYU beat Arizona State, right? BYU beat White. Like, like what? 6-1 yeah. versus Power Fives? That was amazing. Okay, coming up. Who do we want help filling out our NIT brackets? A question no one has ever asked in the history of the world. <laughs> maybe it's Jaron Hall. Or maybe it's BYU head coach Mark Pope who will join us next to give us his thoughts on the matchup with Long Beach State and what type of BYU team he expects to show up. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The men's basketball team continues the season as a two-seed in the NIT. Check that, the NIT. <laughs> Wednesday night, 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. Let's go. What is this NIT you talk of, Jerem? We are the live NIT. in Studio B with your day-to-day -day BYU Sports play-by-play. -play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan, who has that smooth shot, of course. Another man with a smooth shot. No, no. The head coach of BYU basketball, Mark Pope, in studio, looking swagadelic as always. Coach, welcome back. The knit. The knit. The knit. You cool with that? The knit. <laughs> I love it. I'm calling it the knit all week. I like yeah. it. <laughs> a two seed in the knit, which means you get a home game against Long Beach State, and we're assuming if there's a win there, then you get another home game because of the high seeding. Uh, now that you've had a couple days to digest all of it, how do you feel about the seeding, the matchup, and where your team is mentally right now? We spent zero time talking about the seeding. Uh, we have spent some time talking about the matchup. It's actually a really fun team, and uh, and mostly it's just hearts and minds, right? That's the that's the game right now. It's hearts and minds, and so uh, our guys are are getting more and more excited. I think it's going to be an incredibly fun game. Long Beach State, you know, uh, they were a team that thought they'd be in the NCAA tournament. Also, they um, they you know they won their conference regular season and and uh, just didn't get it done in the conference tournament. They play a uh, wild and frenetic uh, full-court press, switching, trapping uh, game, which is going to make it super fun. So if you could start out with a game in the NIT, this is the perfect one. You know how to do that yourself. Playing against it's different because when I was a kid, I was like, oh, Mark Pope is the guy in Kentucky 
It comes off the bench and presses and guards the inbound. Yep. That was my impression of you when I was yep. a kid. Yep. So that you know, it. you know what to do. That was it. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, Coach P was always putting his four and fives at the front of the press because, and that's why, because he, he just was like, these guys will actually run baseline to baseline the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> they don't do anything else. But I know Mark. Mark will run baseline to baseline. So it was, was actually. Is that your Patino impression? Yeah. Mark. He doesn't, Mark. You know, coach, coach, you do everything in the world, you just can't say an R. Like, that's the only <laughs> thing you can't do. <laughs> With the full court press at play, this is always such an interesting uh, debate among coaches of how is the proper way to handle that. So given your experience and you played it, you put on the press, what's the best way to handle a team like that? Well, I think it's, I think it's a lot based on personnel, um, what you have. But, but the, the most fun way to do it is just attack. Just attack, 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 attack. And so um, this should be fun. Like, this is going to be fun. Like, I cannot wait for tomorrow night. Like, this is going to be a fun night in the Marriott Center. It's going to be great basketball. And it's going to be live. And it's going to be full court. And, and uh, I think it's going to be really fun for our guys. And so the best therapy in the world, there's no better therapy than getting back out on the court. And so um, and this is going to be a really fun, fun way to do it. Uh, I do want to rewind to Sunday. We talked to you Saturday as well at the Cougs versus Cancer uh, event, which is fantastic. Formerly the Rex Lee run, it was awesome. You were there, Leanne. You guys Great were amazing. You guys really are fun. amazing. Like it just it was, it was so powerful, and they had you know 800 runners uh, sign up, and it was just it's just for such an unbelievable cause. Uh, you know, Leanne is, is on the board of the Simmons Center. They've been working so hard together and almost raised you know two million dollars in the last three years. Wow. And Incredible. all of that money goes to BYU students who are are, are doing you know tours and cancer research, fellowships, and, and yeah, internships. It's and... unbelievable, and so. Um, you know, Lee's actually connected uh, um, families that are that are fighting cancer themselves with these researchers with BYU basketball, and it's been spectacular. And then this Rex Lee run—I mean, come on—it's it's a great event. It was so awesome. So we chatted Saturday, and you felt real confident that hey, we're getting into the tourney. Sunday, uh, you know, the team I imagine gathers together and watches. Um, how, how quickly were you able to move on? And and did you feel like hey? We should have been in, man. How did you feel about that whole situation? Well, I, I don't know if we felt like we should have been, and I felt like we had a chance. I, th- mm. I think we had a real argument, and um, you know that was that. You know, you're, you you at the very least, you want to put yourself in a position where you where you you are in the conversation, and there's a real argument to be had. I mean, we had to, you know, down the stretch in February, we had to win one of those games, yeah, and we just couldn't do it, and and it wasn't, it, it just wasn't, you know, our guys battled and played as hard as they could, and 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 stayed together and kept fighting through a bunch of adversity, and we just couldn't. We just couldn't get the one we needed, and um, so we 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 uh, we got together, uh, watched uh, Selection Sunday together, and I'm pretty sure that there was not one word spoken the entire show. It just is. It's just is. You know, it it is what it is, and um, then we talked for a while as a team after, and and um, and um, and then. You know, we're we're excited to go play in this NIT. I mean, in the knit. I mean, we're excited to go <laughs> knit. We're gonna knit better than yes. any BYU team has ever knitted before. There's a rich history here, as you're yes, aware. There is. Fifty-one and sixty-six. Yes, there is. Man. Been to two Final Fours in yep. uh, the last decade as well at Madison yep. Square Garden, which is really fun. That's... You were part of one or both of those? Yeah, I was part. Of, I was part of one of them, and uh, I got a bunch of guys on my team that have never been to New York. Oh and, man. Um, and and uh, it is a place that is so near and dear to like the core of my soul. Yeah. And so uh, you know we're trying to get back. Let's go. Let's go. If we, say, if we if get there's... back, we'll all go. We'll take all of Cougar Nation. You guys come. <laughs> we'll do the whole deal in New York City. There's somebody to tour New York City with. 
It's, oh, it's you it's and Leanne. Leanne. It's, it's you and Leanne. It's Leanne Pope. Leanne has the keys to that entire city. It's awesome. It's Giuliani and Leanne. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's naturally Madison Square Garden, New York City. Like, there's some magic there. And so when BYU was awarded an NIT, sorry, a NIT Thank seed. You. Thank you. Uh, my thoughts went there. Hey, yep. go back to Madison Square Garden. Yep. Go go live that magic. What's the temperature of the team as you push for a run to New York? Well, it's it, and listen, we all deal with disappointment. I mean, it just is. And, and, and it's one of the great things about sports is everybody in sports gets to deal with disappointment. Everybody. There's nobody that gets through unblemished. And, and um and so this is, you know, that's what we're doing. And it's, it's an unbelievable life lesson for our guys. It's an unbelievable practice run for our guys. And, and, uh, and you know, you, you, you know, we don't have an opportunity now that, that the door is closed on the NCAA tournament. We only have one path. We can go win now in the net or we can go lose now in the net. So we're going to go so win much, in the net. Mark. That's I'm what so we're going to do. Right <laughs> I love the net, man. <laughs> <laughs> can we get some, like, we should be, if we yeah. were doing this right, we would be all we yeah, knitting all right I don't even know how. We would yeah, be knitting. Yeah. <laughs> My mom, Christine, is a fantastic knitter, so uh, maybe Let's we, can get, get, we can get her here. on that and give yes. us a tutorial. And that's the thing with the NIT, the knit, uh, Mark, is that it, it's like, honestly, who wants to be here? Yep. You know what? And, and there are certain teams who, like like if I'm Santa Clara, they certainly wanted to be in the NCAA yep. tournament. They weren't in the talk, but they're probably juiced about no being doubt. in a postseason tournament no that doubt. isn't CIT-CBI, yes. right? For a team like BYU, the standard's high. Yep. So uh, you have a couple seniors who came back, not to play in the NIT yep. per se, right. but they, I guess, have to be the leaders in this thing. Right? Yeah, and it's great. You know, we had, a, there was a great, um, some type of social media post yesterday uh, about Kevin Durant. I guess he played almost the whole game in Madison Square Garden, and it was something like, I want to die out here, right? And um, it's a great chance for introspection. And a great chance to remember how much we love this game. Because the truth is, is, is that as soon as the season's over, my guys are going to go be on the phone for an hour trying to get guys to show up at the park or at the rec center or at the annex or whatever to try and get a pickup game, right? And um, we get to do it and it means something and it matters. And, and, um, and we get to keep playing together like this group. Uh, you know, this group is special. Like, it's so fun to coach these guys, and they enjoy fighting for each other so much. And then we have, like, you know, you think about our two leaders, this Alex Barcelo and T. John Lucas. These guys are like diehard ballers. That's why they're going to be – this Alex Barcelo is going to be a big-time pro because – it doesn't matter what day of the week it is. He's trying to go ball out, like full speed, full intensity every single day. Like they're everyday guys. And um, so we get a chance to go play. We can't wait. Let's go. Who's his comp to you, by the way? Is there is there a player from the past anywhere? Like, oh, like John Stockton yeah. light has come up. Yep. Kevin Pangos comes to my yep. mind a little bit. Yep. I don't know if there's someone that sticks out for you. I think, I think those are pretty accurate. Games are different. Demeanors are similar, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, every single day, 365 days a year, what you're getting from Alex Barcelo, right? Every day. And, and that is, that's, you know, is, is, is a person who's successful in this game, especially at the highest level. That's what you're looking for. Looking, looking for a guy that you can rely on every single day to come. And Alex is that way. Tijon's that, that way. We got a whole team of guys that, that are built that way. And so it's, it's why it's such a joy to coach. And it's, it's, it's going to break my heart when it's over because these guys are so incredible to be around. I'm super stoked because uh, I believe that BYU fans will show up. 
the knit seating scenario in the Marriott Center is a little bit different. Um, it's uh, it's all lower bowl. Typically. It's all lower bowl. So come, just first come, first serve. It's going to be loud. In fact, I met a BYU fan when I was picking up my car yesterday, and he said I couldn't pass up the opportunity. Yeah. Like I just, they just want one more, yeah. at least one more chance to watch this team. Two play. more this week, Wednesday yeah. and Saturday. And it's going to be, it's going to be a party. It's just a, it's a little bit different vibe. Yeah, it's going to be super fun. And um, let's go hoop, man. Let's ball out. Let's go. No, literally, let's go Wednesday night, <laughs> seven p.m. Yeah, so so when leading up to this game, um, some guys haven't you know uh, played in a postseason. Mm-hmm. They may be the freshman or the transfer or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's an opportunity for them to to do something as well. Yes, yeah. So last hurrah. We, and we're we're um, of necessity. We've got deeper and deeper into this roster throughout the last six weeks of the season. So uh, we'll continue going there, and and uh, it's gonna be fun for everyone. Mark, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for that uh, big game against Long Beach State tomorrow night. I'm sorry the karma didn't work for the bubble. It did to a degree. It just it didn't get everything it needed to happen. <laughs> it can only on the go bubble. so far. <laughs> Knit like the wind. Our power was limited. Yes. But uh, certainly some karma for tomorrow night. Um, we appreciate you coming in. We're excited to watch play one more time. Thanks, guys. Twice, you're more, the, I should say. You're the only dude who can have his feet all on the ground and be sitting in here. Yeah, I know. These, this is actually the perfect high chair for me. I love this. <laughs> i got to get one of these from my desk. This is fantastic. <laughs> okay, coming up, a BYU track and field national champion, Courtney Wayman in the house. And I need to scoff at this. Is Shaylee Gonzalez being underrated? Who would underrate Shaylee Gonzalez? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Marisk, enabling global trade for a growing world. BYU Softball opens the home schedule, 7 Eastern on the BYU TV app, maybe. I'm ready. I'm ready, Jerem. That's, that's tonight. Let's go. Home game, finally. Black Bears. <laughs> Bears beats Bears. Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> I don't know Black. why I think of that every time I Every time see, I hear yes. Bears. I also think of another quote from Anchorman, but we're not going to say that. <laughs> he is Jerem, one of a kind, full of Anchorman quotes. <laughs> Follow him on a social account if you want more of that. Yeah. <laughs> Follow me for a good time. Oh, I'm Spencer. This is BYU Sports Nation. To interact with the show and get content throughout the day, you can follow us on our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Let's whip it, shall we? The Cougar Whip Around presented by Marisk, your integrated container, logistics company enabling global trade for a growing world. Taylor Gonzalez was just outside ESPN's top 25 players in the women's NCAA tournament. She being underrated? If she's a second-team All-American, which she was dubbed last week, then yeah, I think she's being a little bit underrated. I think she's one of the best of the top 25 players in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, that's probably fair, right? She's a tremendous player. And let's be honest, there are a lot of tremendous players in this tournament. So yeah, that's probably around the spot. Yeah, I know that every publication has their own All-American teams, and this one's from The Athletic. But if she's a second-team All-American, she's one of the best 25 players in the tournament. According to them, but not according to them. Yeah, oh yeah. No, she's she's a top like 30 player in America. She's incredible. Speaking of tournaments and filling out brackets, we sent out this yesterday about who you would trust to fill out your NIT or NIT bracket, which poses the question, are you filling out an NIT bracket? You wouldn't do this. Filling out, uh, I have filled out. Oh, wow. uh, A NIT bracket. I have BYU going all the way to New York. Okay. Wow. I have BYU beating Long Beach State. I have BYU beating uh, UNI. 
I have BYU. Who who even is that? Northern Illinois. Northern, yes. Northern uh, Iowa. Northern Northern Iowa. Yep. I've seen North, Northern Iowa play Panthers. in the NCAA tournament. Alik Farouk Manesh. <laughs> I saw that front row. It's right after BYU beat Kansas State in 2010. I have BYU beating Santa Clara, and then I have BYU going to the semifinals, baby. I have Wake Forest winning it all. Wake Forest winning right it all. This BYU back in Madison Square Garden in the final four. I had Cosmo help me fill this out, by the way. And they beat Santa Clara in a rematch. I yes. love that you project that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jeremy's projecting. Savior from the other an side. An elite eight matchup. I'm all in, between man. Between two WCC foes. I'm not all in. Um, for the record, I would trust myself to fill out my own. Your own bracket? Are you filling bracket. out a bracket? Uh, an NIT now that you have? Bracket? Yeah, for sure. Let's, <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Should Every we compare? Every pick is worth $80,000. <laughs> okay, baseball plays Utah tonight. Will they move the record against the Pac-12 to 19-4-1? Uh, that's an affirmative, Jerem. BYU will beat Utah in baseball tonight, and the mostly domination over the Pac-12 will continue. Yes, winning. It's I would never happen. pick BYU to lose against Utah. I would just, And if I think they'll lose, I just won't say anything. It's like, ah, oh, it's a tough game. <laughs> tough game. When something's inconvenient, uh, you, just ignore, you just ignore it. Yeah. You know? That's how it rolls around here. The alumni football game is gaining some more traction. It is. Devon Blackman is the latest to officially commit to Kalani Satake and BYU football to compete in that alumni game that will be broadcast live on the BYU TV app on March 31st. Are we now waiting for the Dennis Pitta announcement to join the alumni game? That's a good question for uh, Brother Pitta. Is, is he going to play in the game? Does he have time? Will the hips allow it? I don't know. Dennis. Black football, right? Come on now. We would love to have you commit. Yeah, your hips can't get hurt and your helmet can't pop off in this flag situation. Football? Okay? Just flag football. Like, we're going to be all right. Just don't fall down. <laughs> I would love for Dennis to be in this game. That'd be really that'd be, fun. That'd be, that'd be fun. Yeah. On to more baseball. Jackson Clough's a non-roster invite to spring training for the Nationals. Will he be the next BYU Cougar to make a major league roster? So, essentially, this is a conversation between Jackson Clough and Brennan Lund. And Daniel Schneeman. And Daniel Schneeman. So three players. Yeah. And there are a few of them. I'm still going with Brennan. He's AAA. He's, he's, he's been AAA. right there. He's been there forever. I feel like he's the closest. And it takes one injury. Just one injury. And it's like, okay, you're getting the call up. Well, that didn't happen last year. He's a center fielder. Mike Truck got hurt. He didn't get it the call It takes up. three injuries <laughs> to get the call it up. It may take a couple. Well, I don't know why they don't play him at left or right. But, yeah, maybe Brennan Lund gets a shot this year. Um, Jackson's going Jackson's to be there at some point. Got a shot. He's Let's a go. really, really gifted player. Yeah. And he's got, I mean, he's married to an elite athlete as well that's playing in the NWSL, Michaela Clough. I've heard of him. Nine straight MRGC Gymnasts of the Week awards for Sadie Minor Van Tassel now after she tied her career high with 39.525 in that all around. Uh, Jeremy, what will you do if Sadie Minor Van Tassel does not make it 10 in a row for MRGC Gymnast of the Week? Nothing, because it's going to happen, okay? It's going to happen. Can we just officially in announce fact, her the Gymnast of the Year? In fact, we have printed this off. This was extremely expensive over at Kinko's. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. BYUSN Gymnast of the Year. Sadie, we, we've, got, we've got your Wait, official this is the, documentation. This is certificate. Who cares what the MRGC thinks? You are the BYUSN Gymnast of the Year. It has been signed. He will win both, by the way. And notarized. (laughs) Notarized? (laughs) Upstairs, we're like, can you guys notarize this? Yeah. (laughs) Slack it, BYUB all. Oh, fantastic. All right, and according to a report from the university, NCAA is no longer investigating BYU 
and their Built Bar NIL deal. Is this a big deal? In fact, Tom Homo said investigation wasn't even the right word for this situation. Yeah, to me, this is no deal, man, because it was never really a deal. But for anybody that's wondering out there, sure, yeah, be quiet. It's over. It was never a thing. Like, Yeah, th- there have been investigations before, but this wasn't even no. close to that. No, no. Go it, away. You don't think wasn't BYU even... wasn't, like, super careful about this? This, this was... is BYU we're talking about. This wasn't even Sockgate. Remember that? Oh, goodness. <laughs> Coming up. Free socks. Free socks for everyone. <laughs> and the best NIT moments in men's hoops history. Sorry, Nick. Is that a thing? BYU's newest national champion, Courtney Wayman, precedes that. Yeah! Oh, she brought the hardware. Holler! An actual trophy, not just a certificate. <laughs> this is BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. On the latest Deep Blue podcast, I talked with Kristen Kozlowski about the 2002 Sweet 16 team, the incredible story behind her husband's near-death experience, getting into broadcasting, and we talked a little Big 12. Listen to it on the BYU Radio app and where podcasts are found. She's going to be part of a professional basketball broadcast this week. They have a league. It's called the NBA. Yeah. Um, she's going to be on the Utah Jazz uh, studio uh, show Friday. All-woman broadcast. Cool. Fantastic. That's awesome. Well done, Kristen. Well deserved. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live in Studio B. We are now joined by the most recent national champion for BYU. Hey! Not surprisingly, track and field, because all they do seemingly is win national championships. It is Courtney Wayment. What's up? You brought the trophy. Thanks for hanging out with us. Let's see it. Oh, there it is. Beautiful. Yep, there it is. Okay. Where is that going to go in your house? Next to the other two? So, actually, I'm not going to keep it. I give them to my dad. Wow. Yeah. You give them to your dad. Yeah, why, so why I do don't do have that? any of my trophies. I just give them to him. You let your dad display them? Because yeah. he has a security system on the house? <laughs> yes. No. Um, I feel like I have the memories. You know, I was the one that sure. won the race, and he ran in college, and so it's something that him and I and my mom share. And so to him, it means just a little bit more. Sure. It means different. And so for mm. him to have... The trophy is... What dad doesn't want to gloat on their daughter? Uh, here are her three national championship trophies. Awesome. It's true. So he has this cute little wall where he has his own steeplechase All-American certificate. And then he has all of my All-Americans around it. And it's, wow. it's really precious. The shrine. That's amazing. The shrine. It is a shrine. But <laughs> and remind me, Weber State for mm-hmm. him? Yeah, yeah. That's right. Do you get bored of being elite? Are you ever bored? <laughs> You're like, yeah, whatever. I won again. It's all good. No, I mean, it definitely, um, something that Coach Taylor and I talked about is, you know, sometimes you think like once you get to the top, it's just going to happen for you. And that's, that's just not the case. And I experienced a lot of that this season where I was kind of like waiting. I was like, oh yeah, it'll just happen. And one time after a race, Coach Taylor was like, it does not just happen, Courtney. And I was like, you're right. And so, no, there's always, there's always someone else that's going to break out of the gates and is ready to have a great season. And so you're never truly always on the top. You gotta, you gotta work really hard for it. So no, it does not get boring. (laughs) (laughs) I say that tongue in cheek for sure. It is incredibly difficult to win. You just do it so often. And it's hard to win, right? Um, You took fifth and three K in the Mm five K you win the natty. Mm -hmm. So walk us through that because you got challenged on the last lap and responded and pulled away. It was awesome. Yeah, so I had explicit instructions from Coach Taylor before the race. At no point ever was I allowed to lead. And mm. 
And so I just said, okay, I will do whatever you say. And I like to follow whatever Coach Sarah says because she's the coach. She knows exactly what's going to be great for me. And so I kind of just waited until she gave me, you know, the go, like you got to go now. And when was that? Um, yeah, what point of the lap? race? Well, I thought I thought I heard her say go. <laughs> She did say go. She just didn't mean like right then and there. Um, it was about three laps to go. And I, I heard the word go. And so I looked at her. I'm kind of weird when I race. I like make dead eye contact with her. She's like, it's so weird. But I looked at her and sometimes I read her lips to make sure I know what she's saying. And she went to yell louder, but she covered her mouth. And all I heard again was the word go. And I was like, oh, I feel like it's kind of early, but okay, we'll just go. So with three laps to go, I went. And then on the last lap, I was like, I did not lead that much to, you know, <laughs> not get the glory for that. Yes. And then, yes, I, I can't remember who it was, but someone actually, did they ever take the lead on you for a second? Or they, they just came up on no, your rear a little bit, No, they just came up, yeah, okay, they yeah. came up like right on my shoulder. And, and I was like, like, heck no. Yeah, I was like. This is 25 laps. I'm not losing on the last one. Yeah. So. Seriously. Okay. So, obviously, this, you're very <laughs> cognitive in the middle of these races. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How do you balance that? Like, how, how, because you're dealing with physical exhaustion. So, at what point do you feel like, okay, I'm mentally strong enough and I'm physically strong enough? When, when do you feel like you're in the zone for that? Like, how long did it take you to get to that place? I would say for that, like, not just during the race, but I would say, the whole season it took me to get to that place of like, you know, Coach T does so well at getting us physically, emotionally, mentally, all the things ready. But you yourself have to put in just those little tiny things. And so by the time it came to race time um, during the race, I knew that if I put my full trust in Coach Taylor, I would be OK physically, emotionally and mentally because she really, really had prepared me and as well as my other teammates that were there. Mm. So it kind of does come together, but you just have to believe in what you're doing and how you prepared for it. So Were you number one going into the event, right? I was, was there, yeah. Was there pressure to win it because you are number one? You're like, hey, I'm the top ranked. I, sh I should win this, right? Yet you, you talked about, hey, it just doesn't come to you. Yeah. Um, I feel like for that, for me, it wasn't – there wasn't pressure to go and – win the 5k just because I was number one um it was something that was a challenge because you know I I think of myself as a 3k steepler and so the 5k it was more so like let's go for it you know but I think it did help having that cushion of saying like okay I I was the leader in this event so I know that I have good capabilities and a good shot at it so national champion Courtney Wayman is on BYU Sports Nation we always ask Dilji Taylor Okay, what's the secret to success here? Because it has been an incredible rise for the women of BYU track and field in the cross-country arena, indoor, outdoor. Like, you're always there. It's just, it's just been this consistent rise. But she's always like, ah, oh, it's, all, it's all these amazing women. Like, she doesn't want to take any credit. Well, now here's your opportunity to tell us what we want to hear from her. Like, what, yeah. what is she doing that is allowing for this to happen? Because she, she gives all of the credit to, to all of you. Yeah. Um, I think something that is very special for Coach Taylor is the way she believes in us. She, I've watched, you know, she, I wasn't recruited by her um, as recruited by the old coach, but I watched the way she recruits the incoming ladies and 
she believes in them from the time that they're 16 years old. And I know the first phone call I ever had with Coach Taylor, she never, I told her, I said, I'm a steepler. And she was like, how do you know that? And I'm like, my dad was, so I am. And she, she never doubted that. She never said, well, we'll see what you are. She just said, okay, let's go for it then. And so I, even from the time that you first meet Coach Taylor as an athlete, she believes in you and the mm. way she does it, that is, mm. that's something that's so unique to her. And it's, you know, she's helped us create a culture of just empowerment and believing in ourselves. And it's, it's very special and she's a very special coach. So shameless plug, uh, <laughs> Courtney and I did a, a deep blue podcast. Go check it out. Your story is incredible. Thanks. It really is. <laughs> like, like from being on oxygen to national champion three times in high school is just an incredible journey. So go check it out. Ah, uh, so boring. Just being amazing. <laughs> <laughs> DMR, 3K and 5K now. Amazing. Congratulations. Thanks. In all seriousness. Do you, you just have cool. outdoor eligibility? I do. Okay. And? And then. And that's it. And then okay. that's it. Okay. That's all. Okay. That's all I have left. That's okay. all she wrote. We will watch uh, with great anticipation. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I appreciate it. Gordy, good luck with that. Some BYU Thank Sports you. Nation karma headed your way for the <laughs> approaching you. remainder of whatever you have left next, in your running career. The next couple months. The next yeah. thing. Thanks. Fun. I appreciate yeah. it. Okay, coming up, Rise of Chat to some all time great ballers. And the top five NIT, sorry, NIT moments in BYU men's basketball we're getting, history. We're getting used to it. This is BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> is presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Hey, the Spencer Linton record show. It is. <laughs> With featuring Zach Wilson. Featuring Zach Wilson. <laughs> multi-millionaire. BYU Sports Station always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Or you can download what's called a podcast. Mm. You can Google BYU Sports Nation podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. You think in 30 years, if anyone ever watches this here video on YouTube, if it still exists, they'll be like, oh, remember when we Googled? That's funny. We Googled. Right now it's normal. No. Later, maybe <laughs> not. they're changing. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, we'll have computers installed into our minds. <laughs> Where do you do? Touche. <laughs> yeah, Touche. Yeah. Retrieving files, error 404 <laughs> message. <laughs> it's time for this week's Top 5 Tuesday presented by Delta Airlines. Look, I know the NIT is not the NCAA NIT. tournament. The NIT is not the, bracket, the, the, the main bracket. But here's a look back at the Top 5 moments in BYU's NIT History. It's a rich history. Number five, 2013. BYU earns its way to the semifinals in Madison Square Garden. First time in 47 years. BYU beat Southern Miss 79-62. Tyler Haas had 25. I know him. He's a friend from work. Brandon Davies had a double-double with 12 and 13. Brock Zilstra. Let's go. Number four. Just two games earlier, Tyler Haas uh, posted a cool 37 to beat Washington by 11 in the Marriott Center. Take that, Chris Wilcox. Haas went for over 700 points on the year after that game, becoming just the fifth player to do so in BYU history. Joining Jimmer, Danny Ainge, Michael Smith, and Devin Durant. That's uh, some serious royalty. The only player to do so is a sophomore, by the way, Tyler Haas, and the only crew to score over 30 points in a knit game. Tyler Haas, still shoot it. I saw it myself last week in the studio. Good. Number three, BYU made another run to Madison Square Garden in 2016. To get there, they beat Cray Creighton, 88-82. Kyle Collinsworth's version of the flu game came off the bench. He was sick, 10 points, five boards, four assists. Freshman Zacharias Celius made five threes. 
Led all scores with 19. Kyle Collinsworth showed up at the Marriott Center 30 minutes before tip-off. Yeah. They weren't even sure if he was going to, like, they're like, oh, he's here, here. Here's the thing. It was the last known photo of him with a shirt on. <laughs> at number two, 1966, the BYU yeah! Cougars beat New York University 97-84 at Madison Square Garden. Craig Raymond, Gary Hill led the Cougars with 21 points each. Steve Kramer, cool Kramer, added 20. Highest scoring team in BYU history. They averaged 95 and a half points per game. Oh, baby. And shot 50% as a team with from the no field. With no three-point lines. Go. Dick, Cut down those nets, boys. Dick Namelka was the best player on that now team. Now that's Dick Namelka. Yeah, they were great. And number one, BYU won its first NIT in 51. First championship nationally at any level. Highlights are awesome. BYU beat Dayton 62-43. All-Americans Roland Minson and Mel Hutchins. Mel Hutchins, whose jerseys are retired, by the way. They were amazing. Minson had 26 in the final. BYU had to play at Springville High School and the <laughs> University of Utah that year while the Smith Fieldhouse was being constructed. This was a big deal. I'm sorry, what? It was under construction? Yes, in 51. Initial construction? <laughs> yes. Amazing, right? And the fact that we have highlights here, fantastic. Has there ever been a greater hook shot than Roland Minson's? Dude. So I worked that game where Bill Walton goes off like that. Says, <laughs> and he's asking me like, okay, it's it's Mel Hutchins, is it? That's right. He was like Roland Minson. Uh -huh. He was just confer confirming a couple of things, and I was like, yes. So he, when he went on that rant, I was like, you're yes, welcome. He's you're welcome, Bill. All the greats. <laughs> this is amazing. I remember Kreshemir. Our question of the day, BYU football returns the second most production in college football, according to Bill Connolly of ESPN. So should the Cougars win 10-plus games for a third straight year? They got that much coming back. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at CL underscore living. Well, it depends. Tell me again how many Pac-12 teams are on the schedule. <laughs> two. <laughs> I undershot it. I only, only said one. There only, are two. There, you forgot that Stanford's still in the Pac-12. <laughs> Today's rise and shout-outs presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. How about last night of the Jazz-Bucks game? Michael hey! Smith tweeting that Fred Roberts, Danny Ainge, of course, there, and Michael Smith, of course, were there together. That's pretty cool. Fred Roberts played for the Bucks. Don't forget. They all played for the Celtics at one point. There you so go. three former Boston Celtics. Very cool picture. All right, our thanks to today's guest, national champion Courtney Wayman, and BYU basketball head coach Mark Pope. Sorry to Dennis. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Yeah, let's shout out to Dick Namelka. We'll see you tomorrow. Go Cougs. The Knits.